This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Do you have a reservation? It's a wonderful relief and a delightful experience after a long, tiresome journey, walking up to the desk at a hotel, hearing that question, do you have a reservation, and being able to answer the question, why yes, and you give them your name. It makes it particularly satisfying when the journey's been hard. Maybe you've had a flight delay, or you've had a flat tire, or a fender bender, or maybe it was just a really long journey. To be greeted by someone taking your luggage, giving you a cold drink, cold towel, a snack, and saying, right this way, sir, or right this way, madam. Likewise, it's a terrible experience. Arriving after a long, tiresome journey. Maybe you got a little lost on the drive. Maybe your plane had to circle around and around and it couldn't land. Or maybe because of road construction, you had to take a long detour. Then you arrive at the hotel desk and you hear that question, do you have a reservation? And you give them your name. And as they start typing on their little keyboard, you see it on their face before you hear it in their voice. I don't find your name in our system. Maybe you forgot to hit purchase. (laughs) Maybe she forgot to hit purchase. Maybe he forgot to hit purchase. Maybe your friend was going to take care of it. Maybe your spouse was going to take care of it. Either way, you're standing there at the desk and there is no reservation with your name on it. It's been a long journey. You're tired. You just need a place to rest. But there is none. This morning I get the privilege of reminding us to make sure that we have our reservation in heaven. The reality is, is we'll all stand at the desk of heaven and hear the question, do you have a reservation? And we don't like to think about it, but we will all die. I was, I've shared this with you guys many, many times here, but I was forced to understand this reality at a very young age. I had a friend die every year, my sixth grade year through my 12th grade year in high school. We're not invincible. Our bodies will slow down and we will die. But Jesus came to bring about the death of death. Jesus came to reverse death. He came to make death the beginning, not the end. He came to remove our fears of death. Jesus came to give us life. That's why he said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. In John 10, 10, he said it this way. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. In John 11, Jesus said it this way. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. And then Jesus said, do you believe this? 
Jesus knew his mission was to rescue us from death. He knew he was coming to reverse the curse of sin, but how would he do this? The story of the scriptures tell us that Adam sinned, which brought sin and death into the world. The Bible tells us that we've all sinned. Modern people like to say it this way, nobody's perfect. And yet, righteousness, perfect obedience to God's law is actually what God expects. One of the biggest mistakes that people make is believing that they're okay with God if they're morally better than most people they know. Let me just say that again. One of the biggest mistakes that people make is believing they're okay with God if they're morally better than most people they know. They give themselves a false sense of security by saying that they're not as bad as most of the people in the world. But the Bible says that there's none righteous. No, not one. God said it through the prophet Isaiah this way. He says, your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you. This is why Jesus came. So when Jesus died, he paid the penalty for our sin. He was buried, and he rose from the grave, and when he came out of the grave, he was showing that he had power over sin and power over death. He was reversing death. He was reversing the curse of sin, and he was showing that he had the power to give eternal life. That's why it says in that very well-known verse, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Friends, this is how we make our reservation in heaven. Believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The belief that Jesus is talking about, though, is not a which box will you check belief. The book of James tells us that the, that the demons believe and tremble. So there's a kind of belief in all these things that we're saying here that does not save you. There's a kind of belief of going, okay, I see, I, I see I'm a sinner. I, I see that Jesus died and rose again. But the kind of belief that we're talking about is a kind of belief where you put your hope in Jesus' life and death and resurrection. Where you trust in him to save you. Where you believe that his death was for you. It's not a, which box will you check? Like, well, I'm not a Buddhist. I'm not a Muslim. I'm not an atheist. I guess I'm a Christian. I mean, that's what my family has always been. No, in Jesus' first sermon, he said, unless you repent you will perish. So, so we must repent of whatever we've made the God and master of our lives and receive Jesus as our God and master. So imagine it like this. Jesus went to the cross. He was buried. He rose from the dead. He comes out victorious, willing to extend eternal life and forgiveness to all those that would trust in him. So here Jesus is, and he's saying, I have eternal life I want to give you. I have forgiveness I want to give you. I have hope and joy that I want to give you. But if we're living our lives with our back to Jesus as the master and God of our own life, we've made something else the God of our life. And we're living our life here. The only way to take hold of the eternal life that Jesus secured on the cross is to repent and turn to him. 
In other words, it's not like, hey, Jesus, just, would you just put it in my, just put it in my. No, you've got to repent. You've got to turn to him and trust him. You've got to look at him and say, you are the only Savior that can forgive me and, and, and give me eternal life. That's what it means to repent. This reservation that I'm talking about, it's not temporary. It's for an eternity. That's why in John 3.16 it said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Friends, if you don't have a reservation in heaven, it will be tragic. Listen, I'm speaking to every senior adult, every middle schooler, every child, and every college student. If you don't have a reservation in heaven, it will be tragic. You'll not experience any rest. You'll be separated from God and every good thing forever. But if you do, if you secure that reservation in heaven by trusting in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, listen to what John in Revelation 21, 2 through 4, says it'll be like. John said, And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place with God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither, neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. I mean, how many of you have kind of felt that if I could just get like six weeks, just six weeks of of no sadness, if I could just get six weeks of no bad news, if I could get, just get six weeks of no conflict in my home, if I could just get six weeks of harmony at work. Some of you are like, if I could just get six minutes of that, that would be great. And did you hear what God is, is leading us toward? All of those who have trusted in Christ, no pain, no tears, no mourning, no crying. You know, you know, the scripture says that there's no lamp in heaven because the glory of Jesus lights it up. Listen, listen, the best part about heaven isn't that all of our tears are wiped away, but it's that Jesus is there and we get to behold him face to face. Listen, we're all going to die, but we don't like to think about it. But I want to ask you today, have you secured your reservation in heaven? <laughs> don't leave it to chance. Don't think somebody else is going to take care of it for you. Don't think mom's going to take care of it. Dad's going to take care of it. My spouse is going to take care of it. Only you can choose in your heart to turn from your sin and turn to Jesus and trust in him. Only you can realize, man, I am filled with sin and I, all kinds of brokenness. And I can't save myself and I can't heal myself. Only, Je Only you can make the decision to turn to Jesus in your heart. And when you do. The promise of eternal life is yours in Christ Jesus. A relationship with God, your maker, is yours forever. So I'd like to ask you, would you like to make this reservation? Have you ever, have you ever been out to eat at a restaurant and somebody paid for your meal without you realizing? Has that ever happened to you? Um, it's, it's one of those weird experiences where the person comes up and says, hey, somebody paid for your meal, and then you're like, who was it? You know, and you're like looking, you know, and they've already left, you know. It's like, 
Some of you are like, that's never happened to me, you know? So where are you eating tonight? Maybe we'll send somebody that way. It was free for you, but it cost them something. And that's the way eternal life is for us. It's free. It's free for you, but it cost Jesus his life. You can't earn it. You can't pay for it, but he did. He paid the penalty for our sin. He fulfilled God's righteous law perfectly. He was the perfect sacrifice for us so that we forever could be joined into this relationship with God. Um, Revelation 21 verse 27 tells us about the Lamb's book of life. Jesus was the Lamb sacrificed once and for all for our sins. And when you trust Jesus, your name is written in this Lamb's book of life so that when you stand at the gate of heaven one day, when you show up and it's your time, you say, this is, this is me. They say, your name. You've got a reservation. Welcome home. Welcome home. Some of you are like, Pastor, I've done that a long time ago. Secured my reservation. Well, would you like your room to be upgraded a little? Live for Jesus with all your might today, now. Live for his glory. I can't help but to think that there might be a dozen people here this morning, maybe more than that, um, that, that maybe today that spiritual light bulb is, 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 is going off for you. Maybe it's today that you realize, man, I can't save myself. And I really do have sin in my life that I need God to forgive me of. And I really do believe that Jesus paid for it. I just want to give you an opportunity to, to silently have a conversation with God where you express your faith in the Lord. The, the Bible says it this way, we're saved by grace. So it's a gift that we don't deserve and we can never earn. We're saved by grace through faith. Some of, you, some of you, like this morning, you're like, I need that reservation. I need that reservation. Like, how, how do I get it? You receive it as a gift by faith. The Bible says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So do you want to be saved this morning? Saved from lostness? Saved from being separated from God? Saved from an eternity of no good thing? and saved into a relationship with God. I just want to give you an opportunity this morning. Would you bow your head? Would you close your eyes? Everybody in this space, maybe there's those that are worshiping online. I want to give you an opportunity this morning, wherever you are, wherever you're listening. If you know you need the forgiveness of your sins and you know you want a relationship with God and you know you can't save yourself, would you just have a conversation with God that goes something like this? God, I know you're there. And I know I'm broken and I've sinned against you. I've lived my life for me. And I pray you'd forgive me. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you rose from the dead. I don't understand it all, but I believe. Would you come into my life? Be my God. Forgive me and save me today. And just with everybody's eyes closed and heads bowed, if this morning you had a conversation with God like that for the first time, you called upon him to forgive you, would you just lift your hand up, look up at me? I see you, brother. I see you. I see you, sister. Just leave it up just for a second. Look up at me. 
I just want to speak straight to your heart. All right. All right. So good. Anybody else? If you're worshiping online and you're receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior this morning, um, just leave a comment. Today I'm trusting in Jesus. For those of you that have lifted your hand, I just want to say that the Bible says that when you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Today, as you, as you turn to Jesus, you placed yourself under the waterfall of his love and his grace and his forgiveness. You've been adopted into the family of God, a son of God, a daughter of God, and that'll never change. Welcome to the family of God. Amen. Um, the church family, many of you, you've got friends that, as, you, as we talked about securing a reservation, you thought, man, I wish they were here this morning. Man, they needed to hear this this morning. You're burdened for them. You love them. You would love to see them know that Jesus is their Lord and Savior. Can we just pray right now that God would burden our hearts for our neighbors and for our coworkers and for our family? Father, we pray, give us a passion to share your love with others. God, thank you for the new life, the new spiritual life in this place this morning. Thank you for those sons and daughters that have been born into the family of God. Lord, would you give us a passion to spread your word to others, Lord. Break our hearts for those that, that need you, that, that we see every day. Lord, do something fresh in us so that we're bold to share your love that can save them. Lord, do it for your glory. Do it in our hearts. Do it today. We pray in Jesus' name and for his sake, amen. Church, let's stand to our feet. Let's sing out. Let's praise the God who saves, amen. Let's worship him with all we have. Let's remember He's cleansed us. Let's remember that he set us free. Let's worship him with joy. Thank you for listening. We trust that God is stirring something special in your heart today. We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus.